Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news that networks refuse to use. No doubt starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for March 15th. In the year of our Lord, 2022, this is our one of two and our goal to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed. We use the blue, the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America as our guide. And absolutely, we're convinced the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by our founding fathers. What are the great peaceful restorative solutions we have at our fingertips? We reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. Wow, there's so much news going on. It's just shocking when I look at how much news, how many details. The problem that we face, ladies and gentlemen, really is trying to figure out what's the most important. You know, what do you really focus on? What do you really uh, give credence and uh, attention to? And really, the more news that they release, the harder that discussion really is. Because you've got to siphon through all this stuff. you got to say, man, what's important? What, what would we focus on? Why would we focus on it, right? Etc. cetera. Uh, anyway, we'll get into it all as the broadcast unfolds. Hour one, I've got a lot of news for you today. Hour two, Brady on TV and Ben Swan. Yeah, of Truth in Media, also known Sovereign.media. <clears throat> Remember, we played his clip a couple of days ago about um, the vaccine reality in um, the Ukraine. Or, I'm sorry, in Russia. We talked a lot about a, a bunch of this stuff, right? Um, truth about U.S. funded bio labs in the Ukraine. Great, great broadcasting from Ben Swan. Anyway, he'll be my guest second hour. The good Sheriff Sheriff Mack is uh, traveling to Arkansas, uh, getting ready for a cranked-up training there with sheriffs and deputies and great people all over the country. Just tremendous training going on. Um, and then I'll be doing the not only the um, Sheriff Mack show by myself with Ben Swan, uh, but I'll also be doing the uh, Posse broadcast today with Jack Mullen. So that'll be coming up as well. We just have so much going on. It's amazing, ladies and gentlemen. All right, let's kick off a recap of yesterday's show, shall we? We had our guest on Mr. Lowell Nelson, campaignforliberty.org, ronpaulinstitute.org, and had a great time with Lowell. We talked about the sacred role of state and county delegates. I don't know if you know, but last Tuesday, uh, the Republican Party caucuses were held in 2,500 precincts across the Olympic state. Now, ladies and gentlemen, these duties are a sacred trust, to say the least. And uh, Lowell really talked about the importance of a delegate, the sacred role of the eyes and ears, if you will, of the people. Understand that uh, the precinct is the most local level of government you can get. That's why there's 2,500 precincts just in the Olympic state of Utah alone. And that's why that's where we can make the biggest difference. When it comes to challenging vote fraud, the precinct is where to go. Going to the courts and having the states deal with it. Look, they've been involved in vote fraud forever. The courts have ignored vote fraud forever. The states have perpetuated vote fraud with their mail-in balloting and everything else. All right. 
The truth is the local precinct is the best place to fight that. Just imagine if there were 2,500 precincts challenged by two or three Americans per precinct. You would have a serious, serious challenge. And if each precinct were made to account, but the delegates <coughs> elected at the precinct really become the eyes and ears of the public as well. They can vet candidates. They can research candidates. They can interview candidates one-on-one with an open mic and really get to know the heart and the mind and the decisions of and the history of each candidate and then can provide, as Lowell Nelson is doing in our area, literally provide a spreadsheet with details about each candidate to where, hey, my research becomes dead easy now. Number one, i got to use my gut. What do I think and feel about this candidate? Number two, I'm going to review, say, uh, Lowell's spreadsheet and get the, the vetted report on the candidates, if you will. And then I'm going to go ahead and do my own research on top of that and say, hey, what do I find personally? And then I'm going to do as Lowell did. I'm going to rank the issues of importance. For example, to me, I've mentioned to you guys many, on the, many times on the broadcast, I believe the pro-life stance is one of the most important issues in modern times. If you can't protect the most innocent among us, the babies, if you can't give them right to life, then folks, you know what? You're not going to protect my life, my liberty, my property down the road, are you? I'm just a uh, hated, hated conservative talk show host. You see what I mean? All right, we talked about a true conspiracy in modern propaganda. Connor Boyack does a phenomenal job breaking down. <clears throat> this week marks 60 years since a horrifying conspiracy was attempted against the American people. It was done on March 13, 1962. Our top military leaders formally proposed killing Americans and blaming it on Cuba. Let me say that again. In 1962, our United States government planned on killing Americans, blaming it on Cuba in an effort to incite domestic panic and outrage. JFK rejected their proposal, which was nicknamed Operation Northwoods. Go study it. Look it up. Connor Boyack is exactly right. What a shame that is. Ladies and gentlemen, Connor Boyack then documents literally how politicians and the media manipulate our emotions to achieve mass acceptance of some idea and or direction they want us to take. You see how everybody's trying to get you to pick sides uh, for the Ukraine against Russia? Now you say, well, wait a minute, Sam, Russia's the invaders. This one's easy. Uh, it's not so easy. They've been fighting for thousands of years. Is this latest invasion justified? I don't think so, personally, no. But does that mean we, the United States, need to be right in the middle of these two sovereign nations? That's where I, again, think absolutely not. All right, we also talked about Evan McMullen running for office against Mike Lee. He's a deceiver, ladies and gentlemen. Do you see the similarities between Mullen's new campaign ad and the Northwoods Operation proposal? Both seek, both employ deception to achieve a specific desired outcome, right? So when you look at the China-Russia situation, same the reality. We talked about sanctions kill innocent people and also destroy our liberty. Jacob Hornberger wrote a great article about this very topic, ladies and gentlemen. He says so much for the rights of freedom of travel and freedom of association. 
as well as the right to spend your own money any way you want to. Yeah, they're just shutting us down, sanctioning, controlling. Why are we sanctioning Russia? Well, Sam, because the evil Russians went against the Ukrainians. I understand. But do you think sanctioning is going to help? Forcing China to pick sides is going to help? Do you think using NATO against Russia and China, escalating war, do you think that's going to help? See, I personally think we should lead by opening up fair trade. Not free trade, but fair trade. Opening up fair trade and saying, hey, we would really like to encourage the Russians to knock it off. This is serious. Uh, and I think we could get a whole lot more with milk and honey, right, than the sledgehammer, so to speak. And uh, I don't think that we're wise at all. I think we're, we're opening up a can of worms here. Russia, China, it's going to be disaster. When someone impl- or when someone applauds the imposition of sanctions on another country, we hope you will stand up and stand against such a warlike and myopic action. It's destructive, folks, of life and liberty, both to the country we're talking about that's targeted, say in this case Russia, and to Americans here at home. Why do I say that? Well, look at the gas prices. You can say, well, Sam, it, it's not just Russia. Well, it's, it's a bunch of things, but it's Russia, and we're going to block imports, but we're also not going to produce our own because you can't do that. It's an environmental disaster. You put this all together, and it spells trouble for we the people, right? Why not lead by example? Why not use milk and honey? Why not use kindness and diplomatic relationships? And why don't we just be a light on a hill and set the example, you know? Anyway, that was our one with Lowell Nelson, CampaignForLiberty.org, doing a phenomenal job always on your radio. Next guest, equally star-studded, if you will, Dr. Scott Bradley, his lifelong goal and collegiate series to match to preserve the nation. His website, freedomsrisingsun.com. Check out his weekly webinars. There are Q&As on the Constitution and everything else. They're incredible. freedomsrisingsun.com. Anyway, we talked with Dr. Scott Bradley about a neurologist explains the dangers of daylight savings time, folks. The time for daylight savings time is long gone. The hazards of daylight savings time have been documented from sleep deprivation to accidents on the road to mistakes in the workplace to children suffering. Just wow. But, of course, we can never do anything to get rid of it, they say, right? You just got to have this forever because Congress can't act on anything. Except for spinning us into oblivion. They can act on that, right? We also talked about supermodel Haley Bieber, Justin Bieber's wife. She was hospitalized with a reported brain condition that doctors believe could be related to COVID-19. Ladies and gentlemen, she's vaccinated, right? So my first question is, did the jab cause these stroke-like symptoms for her? She's only like 25 years old. And you got to kind of wonder about that, don't you? You just go, wow. But they're, they're not mentioning if she's vaccinated or not. But I, I think she's vaccinated because they went to an event where vaccination was required. But, of course, how do you dig into that? huh? But they're not mentioning a word about it because I believe that the vaccine caused her injuries. Quick pause. You're listening to the one and only Liberty Roundtable live.
Have you ever heard of Loving Liberty Ladies? Well, the Loving Liberty Ladies are here to help you learn our American heritage and the way it affects today's society. The Loving Liberty Ladies also have a discussion guide called Proclaim Liberty. And with this guide, you can start your own group in your hometown. Get yours today on our website at lovingliberty.net. Look for our lesson supplements, too. They're free. To hear all the special offers and to join the fight for freedom and liberty, please go to lovingliberty.net. The spirit of the American West is alive and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues of the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today, and gift ideas like this year's Buckaroo calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. As you all know, Roe versus Wade has resulted in some of the most permissive abortion laws anywhere in the world. For example, in the United States, it's one of only seven countries to allow elective late-term abortions, along with China, North Korea, and others. Right now, in a number of states, the laws allow a baby to be born from his or her mother's womb in the ninth month. It is wrong. It has to change. Americans are more and more pro-life. You see that all the time. In fact, only 12% of Americans support abortion on demand at any time. Under my administration, we will always defend the very first right in the Declaration of Independence, and that is the right to life. Ivy in Alabama, ladies and gentlemen, signed a constitutional carry bill into law that allows permitless concealed carry, and um, that's good news. We also talked about as the world focuses on Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Others are worried that China will copy Putin's plan and invade Taiwan. Will that happen? I don't think so. Uh, why? Because China's wise, and they're not ready for all this stuff, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, are they above invading Taiwan? Of course not. They're communist Chinese, remember? Okay, so I'm not saying they're above it. I'm just telling you they're smart enough to know the timing's not right. We talked about a worrisome crisis unfolding in Africa, by the way. Militaries have launched successful coups in five countries and have attempted to do so uh, in four more in just since 2020. Wow. Five coups and attempted four others. That's nine coups attempted five since 2020. We talked about the Doritos maker removing chips from bags. And they're going to keep the bags at the same price, but just have less uh, chips. The um, Dorito company claiming inflation uh, is the problem. You know, inflation. That's the real problem, don't you know, they claim. Very in my opinion, strange. All right, newly released FBI documents, ladies and gentlemen, link Saudi spy in California to the 9-11 attacks. Whoa, you heard me. Yeah, looks like the United States knew that a Saudi man right from the beginning 
helped 9-11 hijackers. Uh, it turned out to be it was a Saudi Arabian spy. Yeah, the FBI quietly launched an investigation into this. The man claimed to be nothing more than a Saudi aviation official uh, who just happened to help these jihadists without realizing it. But that appears to be now false. The alleged aviation official was really a Saudi spy that reported directly to a Saudi prince. Yeah. Wow. Now listen carefully. I guess that Saudi prince was an influential ambassador in Washington and a close friend of President George Bush and other top U.S. government officials. The FBI concluded five years ago that there was a 50-50 chance this guy knew ahead of time what was going to happen. But the FBI refused to go public with its findings. But now it's the centerpiece in a series of revelations coming out of a newly declassified FBI report that could shed light, they say, on the perplexing mystery. Now, heavily redacted, of course, the report is. It reports the most direct link between the Saudi government, the secretive royal family, and the team of 19 operatives who were the keys to the terror network that did hijack four jetliners on 9-11-2001. Now, Ladies and gentlemen, let me explain the problem. This is where you just cannot trust your government. Article from USA Today, ladies and gentlemen. That's where this article comes from, okay? Think about this for a minute. 2001 till now is what? 21 years, ladies and gentlemen? 21 years. All right, now, Ron Paul was in Congress, okay? And Ron Paul said the Saudis were responsible and that we shouldn't go to war with Iraq at all. And everybody mocked him and laughed and ridiculed and ha, 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 Ron Paul's just a goofball. 21 years later, the government admits they knew right from the start that there was a Saudi spy tied to a Saudi prince who was great friends with George Bush and top brass in the United States government. And then, that hey, this guy had aviation capabilities. <laughs> okay? Now they say, newly released FBI documents. Link Saudi spy in California to 9-11 attacks? 50-50 chance he knew of terror? Plot. Think about that. Now, where do we go with this? Um, because why isn't that guy in Guantanamo Bay? Right? Now, the interesting thing about this, the man, the man claimed to be nothing more than a Saudi aviation official. But the guy was really a Saudi spy. Okay. Now, here's the question. 
Why would the FBI, one, research this for like 15 years, and then five years ago refuse to let us know about it? See, the problem is the FBI has got a credibility crisis like you would not believe now. You just can't trust them for nothing. Right? In recent days, as a centerpiece of a series of newly declassified documents, we get all this stuff. Right? Now, I don't know where you deal with, but with this, but it gets worse. All right, without any fanfare by the FBI or the Justice Department, it shows intelligence officials. Intelligence officials concluded in 2017, five years ago, that this spy not only helped these hijackers find housing in San Diego, but he had advanced knowledge of their deadly plans 50-50 chance. Now, listen to me carefully. The FBI kept this information secret, refusing to tell congressional investigators. The 9-11 Commission and the more than 10,000 American citizens who had signed on to a massive federal lawsuit that seeks to link Saudi officials to 9-11. Uh, now we're reaching out to the Saudis and everybody else to try to increase oil output. Um, how do you respond to this? Right? How do you respond to this kind of news, folks? This is what I mean by there's so much information. How do you know even what to report, right? But you got a Saudi spy that literally had close ties to a Saudi prince who had close ties to George Bush, right? Uh Wow. Then the government kept this secret and didn't tell the 9-11 Commission? Didn't tell the congressional investigators? Wow. So... You really got to think about this, and you got to ask yourself a question. What accountability will there be for the FBI just simply thumbing their nose at congressional investigators? What about this Saudi prince and this Saudi spy and this ambassadorship in Washington, a close friend of George W. Bush? Is George going to be in trouble? Remember George back in the day? came on the news and said, hey, if you're not with us, you're against us. Remember all this? And then, so now it turns out that George had ties to the people likely involved in training and providing, what, comfort and aid to the enemy? I mean, looking for housing for them? So this spy has ties to the prince, has ties to George. And then George says, if you're not with us, you're against us. Does that mean George was against us? And does that also mean, uh, what does it mean? Does it mean that we should be arresting George Bush? Newly released FBI documents literally proving that the government, the FBI, literally withheld critical information from the 9-11 investigative team, the 9-11 commission, 
and congressional investigators? Right, this California spy, Omar Al Bayomi, I guess it is, not only helped several 9 11 hijackers to find housing in San Diego, but there was a 50 50 chance advanced knowledge of their deadly plans. For years, FBI covered this up. So now, if you're not with us, you're against us. The FBI's against us. The Justice Department's against us. Hang tight. I got more. This is the one and only Liberty Roundtable live, nationally syndicated, global reach talk show. Proclaiming liberty across the land. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. A suspected serial killer and shooting of homeless people in New York City and Washington, D.C. was arrested early Tuesday in the Capitol. Police say is currently being interviewed at their homicide branch and additional information will be forthcoming. They'd also like to thank the public for all their tips. With gasoline prices in the United States hitting all-time highs since President Biden's self-proclaimed war on oil, inflation, which polling shows to be Americans' top concern, is also now at a 40-year high under the Biden administration. In an attempt to curb inflation, the Federal Reserve is expected this week to begin raising interest rates for the first time in three years. Rationale is going to be that the Feds are, are indeed going to have to continue to stay on track to some extent with their rate increases although they may just do that a little bit more slowly. Matthew Johnson's the owner of Johnson Wealth on TD Ameritrade Network. USA Radio News. We're out of the brand name, but we do have the generic version of Serene's Pharmacy can't keep up with allergy season. They need certified technicians to alleviate the headache. Ma'am, I'm so sorry for the wait. We'll have your prescription filled soon. I need some help. Indeed can help them hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. Instant Match instantly connects you with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your sponsored job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. You've heard us talk about the luxurious Giza Dream sheets for my pillow. Well, now they're on sale at 60% off as low as $39.99. Lots of other overstock items and a free copy of Mike Lindell's book, What Are the Odds from Crack Addict to CEO? With any purchase, but you've got to use my promo code USA. Go to MyPillow.com, the radio listener square. Use my promo code USA or call one 800 As inflation is at a 40-year high and employment has jumped back to normal levels, lawmakers want to give out more free money. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi hopes to start working on a COVID relief bill this week. More than $15 billion in additional COVID relief was stripped from a larger spending bill last week after bipartisan objections. Pelosi called herself very disappointed during an event in New York City. The White House saying new COVID funds are urgently needed. Needed. From the USA Radio News Phoenix Bureau, I'm Tim Berg. More details on actor William Hurt's death. And William Hurt, the Oscar-winning actor best known for his performances in Body Heat, Kiss of the Spider Woman, Children of a Lesser God, Broadcast News, and The Big Chill, has passed away. He was a few days shy of his 72nd birthday. Hurt's son, Alexander, said in a statement that his father died peacefully at home in Portland, Oregon, from complications from prostate cancer. From the USA Radio Washington Bureau, I'm John Hunt. 
USA Radio News. you live ladies and gentlemen wow it, there's just so much news so much to cover so little time uh the fbi scandal is beyond imagination literally newly released fbi documents saudi spy in california literally had ties to a saudi prince who literally was a saudi prince that was an influential ambassador to washington and a close friend of George W. Bush and other top U.S. government officials. What do you think of that, folks? Now, intelligence officials concluded in 2017 that this California Saudi spy, Omar al Bayomi, not only helped these several 9-11 hijackers to find housing in San Diego, but there was a 50-50 chance he had advanced knowledge of their deadly plans. Well, that's bad enough to say, okay, this guy, um, you know, whatever. But now they have ties to Bush, ties to other top officials, ties to a Saudi prince. They knew it at least five years ago or more. For years, top FBI leaders and Justice Department officials kept this information secret, not only from you and me, the public, but refusing to even tell congressional investigators, ladies and gentlemen. The 9-11 Commission and the more than 10,000 American citizens who signed on to a massive federal lawsuit that seeks to link Saudi officials to 9-11. Now, the findings in the FBI report are coming to light now. Just as the Biden administration, what, wants to go ahead and make oil and gas deals with the Saudis? Wow. How do we respond to this? Right? What do you think? How do we deal with this? You want my opinion? We need to absolutely take off the gloves and start arresting these thugs from George Bush all the way down. Okay, you can't have George Bush have ties to a Saudi prince who has ties to a spy who has ties to the 9-11 attacks and helped. And 21 years ago, this happened. And George said, if you're not with us, you're against us. And we will absolutely seek and find and prosecute all the criminals involved. And now we find out your FBI and your Justice Department knew about it and lied and covered it up and then literally withheld information from congressional investigators. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't know how it gets worse than this. I, I don't mean to be rude, but I'm just saying, and now we're going to go, hey, Russia is invading Ukraine. Wait a minute. We literally had our president of the United States and top government officials with literally ties to a prince, with ties to a spy, with ties to all kinds of mischief 
Uh, but yet, hey, we didn't get to the bottom of it. In fact, 21 years later, we're hearing about it from declassified documents. And these declassified documents are still redacted 66 ways from Sunday, which means you don't even understand the whole of it. What has been redacted now? This is the other push. In addition to prosecuting all these criminals from George Bush on down, this is what they used as a pretext to take us to war with Iraq, right? And now they're like, mm, golly, well, you know, hey, the Justice Department, the FBI didn't feel like the congressional investigators or the people suing or the should know. Ladies and gentlemen, your government has gone so criminal. We're now invading the sovereignty of other nations, pretending we have the moral high ground. <laughs> you lost your mind. Now, remember, Ron Paul pointed out that the Saudi government had ties to this right from the beginning. I'm telling you, I remember reporting live when 9-11 unfolded in 2001. And literally right after that, Ron Paul came on record and said, hey, I don't know why we're looking so hard at Iraq. The Saudi government was in bed with this right from the start. And everybody mocked and said that Rand, I mean, Ron Paul, sorry, Ron was just completely clueless. They didn't call it fake news at the time because nobody had been peddling the fake news narrative at that point, right? But literally, they mocked Ron and went, oh, my gosh, he's just such an old goofy man. Ron's just goofy. You know, Rush Limbaugh used to make fun of Ron in kind of a drive-by media attack that, you know, Rush coined, but then he participated in as he unfairly, wrongly attacked Ron Paul, who had the goods and had the truth from the very start. But while Ron Paul was telling you the truth, your FBI and your Justice Department was lying to you and covering it up with ties all the way to George W. Bush. Wow, ladies and gentlemen, where's the accountability? The answer is there there ain't none. All right, ready for the next barn burner story? Hey, do you know who Jenny Thomas is? Or Jenny? I don't know how you say her name. G-I-N-N-I. Jenny? Jenny? Thomas? You want to know who that is? The wife of Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas. Well, anyway, Jenny Thomas attended Donald Trump's rally January the 6th, 2021. That preceded the Capitol, what? They say riot. It wasn't a riot. It was a government provocateur event, right? Think about that now. So now you got Jenny Thomas attending this. She told the Washington Free Beacon that she attended. That she was there and that she attended the rally. Do you think, let me ask you a question, do you think that Jenny Thomas is an insurrectionist? along with the Donald? Or do you think the reality is, the real truth is, the honest truth is, that everybody intended for a peaceful event and government provocateurs ran this off the rails? And now when we expose how off the rails it is and how involved the government is with provocateurs and and uh, all this stuff, uh, well, the FBI and the Justice Department, those are the same ones that protected George Bush regarding the 9-11 scandal. And they literally covered it up for 21 years. And now these are the same people that are involved going, yeah, the bad guys were at 9-11. Who were the bad guys at 9-11? Well, we're going to get to the bottom, but we're going to get them. If you're not with us, you're against Well, it turns out today these people all have ties to George W. Bush. And now we turn around and go, wait a minute, we invaded Iraq over that? 
But the FBI and the Justice Department knew and literally withheld information from congressional investigators. And literally now, today, we want the FBI and the Justice Department to get to the bottom of January 6th. Because, golly, there were terrorists out there. There were people who meant to do harm to the government. Who were they? Same people with ties to the president of the United States, maybe? I don't know. I don't know. Don't, don't think that I'm asserting that I know because I don't. But what I do know is this. The provocateurs are running around free. And the FBI and the Justice Department, when questioned on the stand before Congress, will not answer. Which means do we have another reality where they're just simply withholding evidence and facts and information from FBI investigators? I'm sorry, from congressional investigators? Is that what the FBI is doing now? Is Jenny Thomas uh, one of those people that's, um, oh, what do you call it, a problem? Is Jenny Thomas one of the insurrectionists that they're speaking of? If you ask me, of course not. The idea is absurd. I would say it's laughable if it wasn't such a serious hint of an indictment by inference. Guilt by association. Is that where we are today in America? Instead of the innocent until proven guilty reality, it's just guilt by association. Ah, Jenny was involved with Trump, and Trump and Thomas, they're conservatives, and man, uh, Clarence Thomas is a Uncle Tom wannabe, and by golly, we got to, and then they go on down, on down the line. Jenny Thomas, the wife of Supreme Court Justice, was at the Trump rally January 6th. She meant peace like, in my opinion, the rest of them. Wow. All right, ready for the next headline of interest? Elon Musk. The guy's just a goofball, begging for headlines like you wouldn't believe. Challenges Vladimir Putin to single combat. Yeah. He says he challenges uh, Vladimir. He does it on Twitter and says stakes are the Ukraine. So you got this whacked out guy, Elon Musk, that's like, hey, what I want to do is fight Vladimir. And uh, we'll have a duo, and whoever wins, then uh, the Ukraine government will be in the mix. Elon, you're an idiot. What good is it going to be for you to challenge uh, Elon, or uh, Vladimir to a single combat, doing it on Twitter? This is nothing more than you trying to get coverage for yourself, man. You don't have any knowledge or value. Um, it wouldn't do any good for you to take on well, Sam, we're doing this to try to get people to understand the absurdity of what's going Whatever you're saying, I don't know. But here's what I do know. Absolutely bogus, Elon. Why don't you, instead of challenging for more war, why don't you focus on peace? Jenny Thomas going to the Trump rally and Elon Musk trying to have a one-on-one combat with Vladimir Putin while the FBI and the Justice Department flat out lie? <laughs> Ties to George Bush. I mean, what the heck's going on, folks? As a parent, is receiving a faith-based, character-focused education for your children difficult to find? Do you believe that godly principles should be a central component in your child's education? Imagine a school where faith and integrity are at its center, where heritage and responsibility instill character. For over 40 years, American Heritage School has been educating both hearts and minds, bringing out academic excellence. This is the school where character and embracing the providence of a living God are fundamental, where students' national test scores average near the 90th percentile. With American Heritage School's Advanced Distance Education Program, distance is no longer an issue. 
With an accredited LDS-oriented curriculum from kindergarten through 12th grade, your children can attend from anywhere in the world. American Heritage School will prepare your child for more than a job. It will prepare them for life. To learn more, visit American-Heritage.org. That's American-Heritage.org. This is a battle, a battle between truth and deceit, a battle between forces that would enslave this country in darkness and between a media that wants to present you with the truth. We are being censored. America's news outlets no longer provide the truth. 90% of news outlets in the United States are controlled by six corporations. The mission of the Epic Times is to chase the truth, to ground all statements in fact. TheEpicTimes.com. We at Freedom Factor have a passion for our shared American heritage and want to help restore some of that American pride by emphasizing the documents that made us Americans. Our goal is to put pocket constitutions into the hands of every American and in every school. This effort requires your help. Order your pocket constitutions and browse our website at FreedomFactor.org to learn how you can help spread the message of freedom. Read it, know it, share it. FreedomFactor.org. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, it's just the news coming out is just shocking. Everywhere you look at it and you go, what in the heck is going on? I mean, you just can't hardly even deal with it. Okay, so now you got this Thomas lady, Jenny Thomas, attending Trump's rally. Why do we find this out? Listen to me. It was January 6, 2021, that rally happened, right? Let's see. January 6, 2022, that's a year. February, March. Why are we finding out that she attended the rally literally 14 months later? Well, Sam, because she said so on TV now or whatever she Okay, fine, but you're literally going to let the government and the media lie to us and be like, oh, man, insurrectionists and Trump supporters. I mean, my golly, these guys, um, and you're going let to it, let it go on for 14 months before you admit that, hey, one of the Supreme Court justices' wives was there, and she's the one that has to admit it. Okay, now Elon Musk challenging Vladimir Putin to a single combat on Twitter. Hey, the prize... The stakes, if you will, are the Ukraine. I wouldn't let uh, that happen regardless. You could say, well, Sam, come on, this is all in fun. You know, it's kind of like these boxers or these MMA fighters. You know, hey, someone like Sam Butchman challenging them to a fight. It's all to get media coverage and attention. That is what it's about. What a dishonest waste of time when people's lives are really at stake and people are literally dying. People are literally refugees fleeing from countries. International battles are at stake over this stuff, right? Now, the U.S. doubling down here against Russia. Sanctions doing everything but putting people on the ground. War provocateur agenda by Joe. Just out of control. The proof of the pudding is now. I guess China went to Russia before they invaded the Ukraine and said, Hey, will you help us with some military might here? And I don't know what China did, but I don't think they went along, at least not publicly. They might have on the back side handed stuff to uh, Russia. I don't know. But here's what I do know at this point. 
I can't trust my government leaders to tell the truth at all. Remember, that's the FBI and the Justice Department that didn't tell us for 21 years that there was a Saudi spy who had ties to a Saudi prince who had direct friendship and ties to George W. Bush. So let me get this right. A Saudi spy and a Saudi prince has greater access to George Bush, my president, than I do. All right, but then, you know, we find all this out, and now these are the guys that are going to get to the bottom of this. The U.S. warned China that it will face consequences if it supports Russia's invasion of the Ukraine. Yeah, after reports that the Kremlin asked Beijing to supply military equipment. What do you think of that, folks? Meanwhile, they say talks between Moscow and Kiev, or Kiev, however you say that, resume today. So you got China and Russia talking. You got Russia going to China before this ever happened. Now you got the United States trying to really uh, strong arm China. You think it's a good idea to sanction Russia and strong arm China when the economy is in doldrums over the COVID shutdown and everything else already? You think that's a smart thing to do? See, we are, in my opinion, on somewhat of a suicide mission. I mean, Joe is nuts. Joe's literally crazy, right? Literally crazy. What on earth is Joe Biden doing? We should be setting an example of kindness and leadership and peace. We should be the light on a hill. What do you think? Should Hillary be prosecuted for what she did to Trump? Yeah, she spied on Trump, and hey, she's the one that fueled and funded the the legendary alleged dossier against Trump, which turned out to be bogus. Should the FBI be prosecuted and the Justice Department be... Wait wait a minute. Hold on. How do you prosecute the Justice Department? Can anybody tell me how you would prosecute the Justice Department there? Right? How do you handle that? Turns out that schools got record money from COVID. They're even having a hard time spending it all, says USA Today. Can you believe this? They passed out so much money that the government doesn't even know how to deal with it. The schools don't even know how to deal with it. Schools got record amount of money, federal money during COVID. They're having a hard time spending it all. But yet we are so far in debt we can't see straight. This is what I mean by too much news to even cope with, right? Think about it. Schools got record amount of money during COVID. They're having a hard time spending it all. USA Today. I look at these news headlines and I just go, are you kidding me? How do you respond to this kind of stuff? How do you literally respond Now, it turns out the Republican Kentucky Senator Rand Paul put forward an amendment on Monday 
that would eliminate Dr. Fauci's role as director of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases. He says we learned a lot over the past two years, but we've learned nobody should be dictator-in-chief. To ensure that effective, unscientific lockdowns and mandates are never foisted on the American people again, I've introduced an amendment to get rid of Fauci. They say this will create oversight and accountability into a taxpayer-funded position. So while the schools are getting record money from COVID where they don't know how to spend it, while Fauci's lied to us, um, we the people are literally trying to say, hey, how do we get rid of Fauci? How do we stop this? Well, Rand Paul, as far as I can tell, the only one with the guts to really work on this, right? Yeah. It's crazy, right? But that's what's going on. Amazon's temporarily closing a Seattle, Washington office. Why? Due to an increase in crime, including shootings and carjackings, Bloomberg reported. So now it's so bad in Seattle, so bad near the, quote, temporary city of Chaz, that, uh, whoa, what? I guess they're closing down. Amazon temporarily closing a Seattle office. Since February 21st, there's been at least three shootings, etc. It goes on and on. This is Bloomberg. What do you think of that, folks? Of course, Trump said he would help out and stop the criminal activity going on there. But, of course, the whacked-out liberals didn't want to do anything about it, right? That's right. They didn't want to do anything about it at all, really. They just said Trump's crazy. We're not helping. Any, we're not going to have any help from Trump, right? Wow. Now it turns out that India may accept an offer from Russia to buy its crude oil and commodities at a discount after the U.S. announced that that it would ban Russian imports. What the heck? Now, does that mean India is taking the wrong side and now we got to threaten India? Right? After the U.S. announced that it would ban Russian oil imports. So you think about that now. Are we going to literally threaten India? I don't blame India for accepting an offer to get discounts on very expensive commodities. Do you? What do you think? Is that a problem for you? In my opinion... It's a serious problem. It's a huge problem, isn't it? Wow. It's hard to even know how to respond to this stuff. This is what I'm talking about. Do you blame India? Well, yeah, they should stick with the United States and with NATO. And why, may I ask? Well, because we hold the moral high ground. We're the honest guys. Wait a minute. New released documents, FBI spy tied to George Bush about 9-11. What? 
See, it's hard to deal with this, isn't it? It's hard to even respond. Schools getting record federal money to the point where they don't even know how to spend it. But we're literally $30 trillion in debt. Right? Think about that for a minute. And it's just, this is what I mean. I don't even know how to respond to a lot of this news. The headlines that I have this hour just make you go, whoa, wait a minute. India may accept an offer. Wow. It's hard to know what to think. Right? It's just like, what are we doing? I don't know, but I'm fearful we're going to go to war. Not because we need to go to war, but because Joe, Joe Biden is so foolish. He might literally get us into a war, man. Right? It is just beyond imagination what's going on, in my opinion. I don't know how to respond to it. Because it's so, do we have any choice to reign in our government without going to war is the real question now, right? Think about that. Can we literally deal with this in America without going to, the, to war? I mean, in literally in the last year, the last 12 months, I have caught government in so many lies it's not even funny. It's not even funny. And if, 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 if me catching them in those lies wasn't bad enough, but they're literally telling you that I'm the terrorist, that I'm the domestic threat, that I'm somehow the problem. I mean, can you even deal with this? Anyway, I know I've repeated myself a bunch of times on the program today, but I really want to hammer home what I'm saying. When you have newly released FBI documents tying George Bush literally to 9-11 by association. When you have uh, a Saudi prince literally doubling down and helping with a spy. And then you have the government, FBI and Justice Department covering it up. You got to go, whoa, wait a minute. And then we say the U.S. is going to warn China they'll face consequences if they side with Russia. Then we hear that schools got record money and now we're in debt to our eyeballs with inflation and now Amazon temporarily closing due to violence and now Republican senator trying to get rid of Fauci still India may accept an offer from Russia you realize we are absolutely off the rails thanks for being alongside for the ride God bless hour one of the can hour two coming up simulcast with Bridie on TV God save the Republic right to your door. You can also hold precious metals in your IRA. This allows you to protect your retirement savings with the ultimate safe haven, assets of gold and silver. Your metals are held in the form of physical coins and bars in a private depository under your name and on your behalf. Simply visit brighteonmetals.com today. Gold and silver will be indispensable to your financial security. Shouldn't you at least look into it? Treasure Island Coins and Precious Metals, in business since 1976. Visit brighteonmetals.com today.
At the Brighton store, we offer a variety of colloidal silver solutions that we make in Texas using Texas rainwater and specialized circuitry that I personally designed to produce silver ions in purified rainwater. We have a colloidal silver extra strength spray, a silver-based first aid gel, as well as a colloidal silver herbal mouthwash solution that people just rave about. Each one of these is subjected to our rigorous laboratory testing for metals, glyphosate, and microbiology in order to ensure product purity and safety for your health. We manufacture our own silver products right in the heart of Texas and deliver them to you using our own warehousing and fulfillment infrastructure that we built to serve real America. All of us here at Brighton thank you for your support. Shop our silver products at brightonstore.com. The Sheriff Mack Show continues, ladies and gentlemen. I am Sam Bushman, Operations Director, Vice President of Operations of the CSPOA. Sheriff Mack on the road training across the country, currently heading to the great state of Arkansas. In the meantime, I'll hold down the fort. How's that? Uh, I got a little quote for you from the Supreme Court case win, where Sheriff Richard Mack, at the time a lowly sheriff in Arizona, Graham County, Arizona, mid-90s, literally took on Bill Clinton and beat him. Yeah, Sheriff Mack beat Bill Clinton at the Supreme Court. And in that Supreme Court decision, Anthony Scalia wrote the, uh, whatever you want to say, the prevailing decision. Uh, And here's what he basically articulated. I don't have the quote exactly in front of me. If you want to get a summary of that Supreme Court decision, go to CSPOA.org and you can order that. They're very inexpensive. Share them with your friends. It's the greatest Tenth Amendment decision ever rendered in the history of america by the way but in that scalia articulates that there are dual sovereignties in america there is the general government sovereignty very limited in scope and defined by the constitution if it's in the list constitutionally then hey there's incredible sovereignty jurisdiction in the general government level for that very defined limited role we delegated to them The states, on the other hand, equally sovereign in the dual sovereignty reality, have broad powers, broad authority, along with the people. So the idea that the general government, the federal government, can mandate the states do anything is absolutely bogus. The supremacy clause is dishonestly manipulated to make you believe they're supreme like the God clause. That's an absolute constitutional lie. The dual sovereignty doctrine is real. The states have absolute authority and power separate from your general government. Remember, the Declaration of Independence says government derives its just power from the consent of the governed. So we gave some consent to the federal government, very limited. Here's what you can do. If it's not in the list, you can't do it. And then we gave authority to the states as well. So remember that reality check from Anthony and Scalia in modern times because it's so critical, so vital to understand 
as we literally prevent government belligerent psychotic overreach. Well, speaking of a man who has taken on the general government and highlighted their abuses and overreach like nobody's business, I'd like to introduce our guest to you. His name is Ben Swan. He runs a company called Truth in Media, but he also runs a new, what do you want to call it, a new broadcast service, a new media solution called Sovereign.media. We'll get to that here in just a minute. But Ben Swan is a graduate of Brigham Young University. He's been a well-known TV reporter. He's been known for Reality Check. He was uh, a broadcaster live in Cincinnati for a long time. Then I think he went down to Atlanta for a long time. And now his videos are taking the globe by storm, at least those who can get to the Internet, right? Ben, welcome back, my friend. It's good to be on. It's been a long time since we've talked. I say welcome back because I've had you on the radio before, even though, hey, you've never been on the Sheriff Mack show, but welcome as well. Let's talk a little bit about your career. You've been attacked quite uh, vigorously uh, over the years for reality check on through, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, go go back about 10 years, and it started uh, over 10 years ago, and it's just kind of been relentless since then. I remember the, the first attacks that I got happened to be surrounding war, right? They surrounded uh, an interview I did with, President Barack Obama, sitting president at the time, in which I questioned about questioned him about the constitutionality of his kill list. First reporter to ever ask him uh, point blank about that kill list of whether or not it was constitutional. Questioned him about us funding Al Qaeda in Syria at a time when no one was talking about the reality of that. In fact, a lot of folks claim that there was no Al Qaeda in Syria, let alone the fact that the U.S. was funding it. Of course, we were funding that. We created ISIS uh, through that same funding. Uh, and then question him, of course, about the fact that the claim that the Afghanistan war was going to come to an end under him wasn't happening, which obviously it didn't. It took another 10 years for that to actually come to an end. So it's it's been since that time, and I've gotten beat up. To, you know, it takes a little while. You, you first go through the process of feeling like, wait a minute, am I doing something wrong here? Why am I getting hit from so many sides, especially from other journalists? That's the hardest part, I think. And then at a, at a certain point when you realize it's all just a game, it's all a show game, where everybody's pretending to be journalists and they're pretending to seek truth. But in fact, you know, it's a very small club of people who are controlling information. And the, the term that they use a lot now, disinformation, there's so much disinformation coming from corporate media, legacy media, politicians, uh, Washington, D.C. It's just nuts. And, uh, and now, of course, big tech. Big tech's a huge part of the disinformation machine. As you've worked for, uh, to some degree, the mainstream press, uh, and you've discovered these journalists are just playing a game. How many of them are really playing the game with full knowledge versus how many do you think are playing the game uh, knowing that they're not really reporting the whole story but thinking they're justified in that? Meaning a lot of times we're told that, you know, you don't want to report this because you don't want to incite the people. Or the CDC saying, well, we don't really want to report the information on vaccines because we don't want people to misconstrue. And, you know, at first you kind of accept those lies because – you know, like going in the military, you think, hey, I'm going for a worthy cause here, but then you end up being betrayed, right? Well, yeah, I think it's a little different than the military in that a lot of these journalists, look, if you're talking about like local anchors, right? So working in New York, L.A., Atlanta, uh, those folks don't don't really understand that it's all a game. They're just taking their cues from whatever happens on the national networks. So they see what the national anchors are saying. They see what the network folks are saying. And, and in the theory of... Um, kind of, you know, 
this person has made it to the top, right? This person's at the top of the mountain. Therefore, they know better than I do. There's an assumption, I think, that's made about that. And so there are folks who will look at that and say, well, okay, look, um, you know, if this person is at is on Meet the Press. If this person works for CNN at the network level, this person works for CBS at the network level, they must be smarter than I am, or they must be more talented, or they must have more information. So we take our cues that way. I never did take my cues. That's one reason I always had problems, is I would say, you know, I, as, as a journalist in Atlanta, I don't care if I'm in Atlanta, I'm going to question whatever I'm seeing, right? I'm going to question the Syrian so-called civil war. I'm going to question the fact that there's a supposedly eight-year-old girl uh, tweeting out in perfect English from Aleppo where there's no power and no internet, and yet somehow she's sending out these messages to the world to come bomb Aleppo and, and drive out the Syrian army, right? And so you start to question narratives, and, and folks at the network go do that. Now, if you're on the network, and a lot of the folks who were there, I think they do know. They have sources in the Pentagon, they have sources in the CIA and the, that deep state apparatus, and they want access, and they know that if they don't toe the line, they won't have access, right? They'll get kicked out of those White House briefing rooms, or they'll be removed from uh, being a source for the Pentagon. And so a great example of this, you know, all this, these stories about the biolabs, I know we're going to talk about this more later, but these stories about the biolabs in Ukraine right now, it was so interesting that as soon as this story started to break, because it's been about two weeks being debunked supposedly by social media and big tech companies, then you turn around and say, well, it was being debunked there. Well, and even, by, even by the mainstream press, though, debunking that the, there was labs there. They all went along, right? They all went along with it, right? They, they said there's nothing here. In fact, literally, even since Victoria Newland's statement under oath in, to Marco Rubio that there are biolabs there, since we started doing our reporting, Facebook is still slapping a sticker on our report saying, debunk, there are no biolabs in Ukraine. Completely untrue, right? But, but even beyond that, the moment this story started to break with Victoria Newland, all of a sudden the Pentagon put out some, some talking points saying, oh, okay, well, hold on, hold on. It's not what you think it is. The truth is, it's just that these are old Soviet-era biolabs, and we're cleaning them up, right? We're getting rid of stuff that's in them. And, and we've been doing this work since basically 1995. That's how long the U.S. has been over there cleaning up these biolabs. And so that's what the story really is. And you had all these reporters who went out and reported it and parroted what the Pentagon said without verifying any of it, right? And so what's interesting about that is even like, you know, Fox News is out there parroting this, right? And Jennifer Griffin, somebody sent me her report and said, debunked. I'm like, this isn't debunked. She literally reads a fact sheet from the Pentagon and doesn't check it against the fact that, for instance, in 2010, there's an article about, under the Obama administration, the building of a brand new level three bio lab that would be used to study dangerous pathogens. This is a, a, a story from 2010, by the way, National Post was able to find it, and it was being deleted from the internet, right? So that Google's going through its process of deleting old, old entries so that folks can't find exactly what was created at the time. But again, that was 2010. So we're talking about over 15 years after the U.S. supposedly started helping clean up Soviet biolabs. We were building a biolab there, a level three biolab. Keep in mind, we're talking about, you know, the, the levels of biolabs, the, the Wuhan uh, lab in China is a level four. So you're only one level away from that level four biolab in Wuhan in what was being built in Ukraine. But these reporters don't even bother to check this. They just go out and parrot whatever their kind of government handler tells them to. But I also question, too, when you say the, the government, the Pentagon says these are old Soviet Union labs and our goal is to either dismantle them or turn them into friendly labs or whatever they want to pretend it is. Um, ben, how long... Has that been? In other words, 
Are we talking 20 plus years or what? When do we claim that we started being the good guys on this? Right. Well, and, and here's here's the problem with it. So you're talking about um, almost 30 years, really. Almost 30 years that you claim. Yeah, it takes that long to disassemble those things, right, man? Exactly. How long does it take to get rid of this stuff? Number one. Number two, you know, if you look at the pathogens that are inside, so we're actually releasing a report on Thursday where I've gone through the documents that were released by the, the Russian Ministry of Defense where they've cataloged the, the, the vials, the number of vials and what was in them. Uh, and so we've gotten all these documents translated so we can go through them and look at them. But it, it includes things like plague and anthrax and, and E. coli. And you go to kind of down the list of all the different vials that are there. Why are they there? Right. And then one of the excuses that's been used is, well, you know, scientists will scientists and meaning that they, they don't like to throw stuff away. They like to study it. Listen, it, that still doesn't explain why taxpayers are funding the building of new labs. If the goal is to simply eradicate these existing pathogens that, that were from the Soviet era, why are you building new labs? And then lastly, I'd say this, that even as that happens, let's be honest, we know that for the past at least two decades, the U.S. government has been involved in the study and the gain-of-function research that led to COVID-19. There's no question about that. The paper trail on that, I've been reporting on that for over two years. The paper trail on that is incredibly clear and becomes more clear every day. Now, no one's talking about it right now. We've, we've changed the subject. But the reality is, is that we know the U.S. has done that through research laboratories in the United States. We know that it started with uh, universities in the United States, and then in 2014, when it became illegal in the United States, we offshored that research to other countries. We knew it was happening in China. We know, we've know we known it's happening in other countries. It, it appears that similar types of research was being done in Ukraine because there is an entire section in these documents about bat coronaviruses that were being studied, very similar research to what was being done in Wuhan. Ladies and gentlemen, and then you got to ask this question. If the labs are so innocent, if we were really, um, you know, taking down and dismantling and or repurposing for peaceful purposes, uh, these labs that are Soviet Union-esque and the origins are really Russia, uh, why 30 years? But furthermore, though, why lie and say they don't even exist until we prove they do? Ben? I think that's, for me, that's the biggest part of the story, right? If you are honest. And you say, listen, no, 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 there are biolabs there, but people are blowing them out of proportion when these stories first come up. And you say, you know, these are old Soviet labs and we can explain this to you. That's fine, right? You can start from the beginning. Even if you're lying, if you start from the beginning, from the original lie, if that lie makes sense. What doesn't make sense is to literally scrub people from the Internet. Twitter was going through the process of banning users for pointing out biolabs at all. They weren't allowed to do it. Fact checkers, PolitiFact, USA Today, releasing their so-called fact checks, saying there are none, zero, no biolabs. This story is fake Russian propaganda and Russian disinformation. This is what they were saying. So, so when the liar, or, or they the, would say, or they would say, Ben, conspiracy theorists in America were peddling fake news who should be deplatformed. Yes, right. You need to be removed. Get them off because they're 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 Putin's disinformation machine. But then when you prove that they were wrong and they were lying, number one, under the guise of fact-checking, USA Today should be banned from Facebook. PolitiFact should be banned from Facebook because they have now engaged in disinformation. Right? They haven't even issued, by the way, that I have seen those two companies and those two sites have not issued retractions of their fact-checks. Those fact-checks are still floating around, 
as if they are true, and yet they've been provably untrue from the, the uh, Deputy Secretary of State, Victoria Newland. She has proven that there are, in fact, biolabs in, in that country, and then they say, oh, well, yeah, they're here. Oh, you meant biolabs. We thought you were saying something else. Yeah, biolabs are here. This is what they're used for. And so when you're caught in such an egregious lie, and then you say, well, I have a simple answer for, for that. You don't have, to your point, Sam, you don't have a simple answer as to why you were lying about it in the first place. If you were lying about it in the first place, I can't just accept at face value your simple exclamation. And that's why when people like Jennifer Griffin from Fox, who come out within hours and starts immediately, you know, reading from this Pentagon fact, fact sheet as if it is gospel, that's hugely problematic as a journalist because you're saying, wait a minute, why are you taking their word for it when they were already dishonest with you in the first place? Not only were they dishonest with you in the first place, not only did they lie and got caught, not only is it questionable of how long it would take to disassemble these labs, not only is it questionable about if it was on the up and up, why would you lie and, and, and pretend and, uh, in the first place? But it goes to another level, though, Ben, when you start to say guys like Ben Swan, guys like Sam Bushman are dishonest, they're conspiracy theorists, they need to be deplatformed. They're involved in disinformation campaigns. They're literally a domestic threat to the nation. That's a whole nother level, sir. Well, it, it absolutely is. And the, and the end game here uh, is to ultimately purge every single voice uh, from these platforms, but to remove them from all spaces, right? So it's not that just that Facebook says, well, we are, we're a private platform and we want to clean up our platform. No, they don't. They don't. They want to. They want to scrub every voice from, from Facebook, from Twitter, from YouTube. They want to scrub search results from Google. AWS wants to remove websites that don't tow this line. Right? They're going to remove you from their servers. Um, GoDaddy wants to disconnect your DNS so that nobody can find you when they search for you. The goal is not simply to remove you from social media. It's to purge you from all ability to communicate. Right? That's what the goal is right now. It's, it's, and we can talk about this you know, coming up, but that's why we built our platform. You were looking for a, a word to describe our, our new platform, Sovereign.media. It's a social media platform is what it really is, but it's also a, a premium video and blockchain-based platform to be able to take content and store it so that it has a permanent record, so that it cannot be removed and it cannot be deleted, because that is essentially the goal of big tech right now, is we're not only going to remove you from active speech, we're going to purge your memory. It's, it's like the 1984 novel, throw you down the memory hole so that you no longer exist in the minds of, of Americans or people around the world. Ladies and gentlemen, think how sinister that is. Now, it's one thing for them to debate about facts. In other words, I have this narrative, and then they say, well, we have an alternative truth here, Sam. It's you know You're quoting facts, but here's the whole story. Or a lot of times what they try to do is they say, um, this in a fact check is, um, well, we need to add context so that you understand the story. Ladies and gentlemen, what about when they lie about the facts, they get completely caught and the narrative is completely 180 degrees separate. And we find out government officials in bed with big media were the ones who perpetuated the fraud. At what point and how do we create accountability for this? People should be going to prison for these lies. Well, they, they should be going to prison for these lies. Listen, you, the comment you just made about, about people who are in government in bed with these companies, right, whether it's big media or it's big tech, working together to create narratives, 
we, we talk about what happened on January 6th, right? And, and so January 6th has become almost a, a hot button where very few people even want to talk about it anymore because it's so tainted, right? And, and the, the, the punishment doled out to trespassers at the Capitol has been incredibly severe. The, the idea that, you know, Project Veritas just did this uh, honey trap, essentially is what it was, where they caught one of their reporters bragging about the fact that, yeah, we, we know there were a ton of feds, he says, in the crowd. Listen, I'm sure you guys have talked about this a lot in your show. There's no question, absolutely no question that there was uh, federal law enforcement involvement and there was the, the enticing and inciting of the crowd. There's no question that this Ray Epps guy is, is somehow involved. I don't know exactly what the extent of his involvement is, but there's no question that he's involved because he hasn't been charged with anything, right? You got people who are being- Well, because, because the Justice Department and the FBI will not tell the truth to the congressional investigators. Right. And the, and the congressional investigators are not demanding the truth. If they wanted and this the is what I mean it, by, by their criminal, though. When you yeah. literally say, hey, uh, we're the Justice Department of the FBI, and we're going to basically not deliver the truth to you. Uh, it turns out that Jenny Thomas, literally the wife of Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas, turns out she was at the Trump rally. You find that out, what, 14 months later, Ben? Right, right. And, and, and what you find also is that, again, you have people like this, this guy who unfortunately um, killed himself recently, uh, who was facing up to seven years. He didn't attack anyone. There was no violence. He was basically standing in a crowd, kind of got pushed into the Capitol. And by the way, I was, I was there on January 6th interviewing people outside. I did not go into the Capitol, so don't come get me. But um, there's video of me the entire day. But we were outside uh, the Capitol, and we were recording. And there were a lot of people coming out afterwards, and I was talking to them about what happened. And a number of them told me, listen, we were up there at the front, and there's a crowd behind us just kind of pushing. And we kind of got pushed into the building. We didn't do anything once we were in there. We just kind of funneled through like almost like a maze and then came out some other doors on the side, and then we were out of the building, right? And so as they described this, it was very similar to the story I heard about this guy who ultimately killed himself. Um, where he didn't necessarily even try to get in. He just was up in that crowd. He got pushed in. And then once you're in, you kind of have, you can't go backwards. There's too many people behind you. So he kind of went through the building and then went out a door. Um, they had no evidence of him doing anything criminal other than trespass and disrupting an official proceeding. And he was facing seven years in prison for that. Um, the, 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 you know, we have this concept, as you're well aware, Sam, of cruel and unusual punishment. Right, the punishment here not fitting the crime. If the crime is trespassing and disrupting a, a, an official proceeding, which, by the way, um, activists have had recently done, BLM activists had recently done in a number of state houses, and some um, pro-choice activists had done at the, the U.S. Capitol even recently. Um, they didn't face anything like that. They didn't face any criminal charges at all. So, well, the and they literally, using, when it came when it came to Seattle, they literally. Uh, ran out the cops from the from the police department even to yeah. that level, Ben. Yeah, they did, and 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 so the idea here that there's an unequal uh, appropriation of justice here, there's an unequal appropriation of the law, is so that some people are facing these incredible sentences, these incredible punishments uh, as a result of this. And so, but then when you when, listen, I've been reporting on this issue of of feds involved in uh, you know these kinds of situations for over ten years. If you go back to 2001, after 9-11, when the FBI really ramped up its efforts for anti-terrorism, and you look at domestically what they've done, about 
one third, about 30% of all between, by the way, this is 2001 to 2012-ish. If you look at all those cases, one third of them involved some kind of FBI informant who was the one who hatched the so-called plot that was ultimately broken up. 30%, 33% of all of your, of your cases hinge on an informant who's the one who births the idea, finds somebody, convinces them to take part, and then ultimately uh, is the one responsible for the money, responsible for the, the um, uh, weapon, whether it's a bomb, that's the, really the fake bomb, whatever it might be. And so, for instance, there's this, this case out of Ohio, people may or may not remember, um, they were, there were a, a group of anarchists called, you know. Hey, Ben, hang well, tight. We we'll let you uh, tell everyone about the anarchists in seconds. Ladies and gentlemen, Ben Swan with me, well-known for truthinmedia.com, well-known for Reality Check, and also known for this incredible new social media platform, Sovereign.media. More in seconds on The Sheriff Matt Show. Uncle Sam says you're a terrorist if you know vaccines are dangerous. But the real Osama bin boosted are getting sick, and Fauci can't hide it. One man has had enough of the madness. There's a sheriff coming after the shot shells. I'm going after them individually. Every single one of them. Individually. I'm coming after you. Every one of them I am. Christopher Key has founded Vaccine Police, and he will arrest tyranny. Then they can be hung up. They can be executed. So this stops. It stops here, guys. Let's go in. Vaccine mandates for kids. No. Mask mandates for little Mikey. Heck no. School boards have been put on notice. No man is evil, and I know man is all about money and power. It's open season on treason. Vaccine police are on patrol. Old Bill Clutchill, what you gonna do? What you gonna do when vaccine police come for you? Support the resistance. Go to vaccinepolice.com. Forget the woo flu. Back the blue. Vaccinepolice.com. This is an amazing company that has sponsored both of us. And this is a way to have backup communications when the grid goes down. Well, the situation became problematic, Mike, with the New Orleans, uh, the latest uh, hurricane, because people panic. And this is one thing that I've learned from being associated with the satellite phone store for over a decade. People will call and order 600 phones at a time. What? It's like this, Mike. Anytime there is a crisis, people want these. And ladies and gentlemen, they've created a, such a good deal for uh, Mike's uh, viewers, my viewers, our combined viewers, that this is the only way you're gonna be able to communicate. And that's the other beauty about these phones is they can't track you because it's not talking to a cell tower. It's talking to satellites, you know, orbiting uh, over the equator. So sat123.com, folks. Have you noticed there's something very wrong with the modern day man? Are you a beta male? I don't think so. Beta. Sperm counts are cratering. Maybe it's now. Zero percent by 2050. But help is on the way. Keys to life.shop has products which are making men men again. And by the NFL, PGA, and the NCAA. Too manly. Clinically proven to raise IGF-1 levels. Man up. Take off the dress. Visit keys to life.shop. Get your manhood back today. I am indeed Sam Bushman with Ben Swan, well-known TV reporter, Cincinnati, for a long time.
Then he went down to Georgia. Uh, the devil went down to Georgia, but with Ben there, the devil didn't stick around, ladies and gentlemen. Just thought I'd tell you that. The truth in media is key. Ben, well-known for truth in media and also known for the new social media solution, Sovereign.media. And Ben, right before the pause, you were basically talking about these truths about the U.S.-funded biolabs in Ukraine mixed with the January 6th discussion. The bottom line is the FBI and the Justice Department literally at the center of the fraud every time, it seems like. They they are. They're at the center of the fraud over and over. And it's, again, the same story. Listen, this, this story of what's happening in Ukraine right now in these biolabs is is not the center of the the story about Ukraine, right? And, and even if the, the Russian government were to tell you it is, they didn't go there over biolabs. However, what I think they represent in these in what's happening in Ukraine is the the complicity of our government to take advantage of a place like Ukraine, right? And so we're setting up biolabs and we're funding those biolabs to do whatever we want because you can basically run amok in that country, right? We completely control the government. They have this this clown president. Uh, you know, who's a former actor who played the president on TV before he even came in. You see all the pictures of him now, and he only wears khakis, and he only wears, like, fatigues to look like he's a soldier. But, you know, he's, he's, he's wearing this outfit and walking around doing selfies the whole time, right? He's not a soldier, but it's it's all for show. It's all this this image. It doesn't mean that, that Russia going into Ukraine is, is a justified international move. The, the problem is, is that when the story's being sold in a way – you know my work, Sam. For, for nearly 20 years now, I've been reporting on fraud in war. And, and I've reported on what we were doing in Iraq and what we've done in Afghanistan and, and what we've done in Libya in overthrowing Libya and turning it from an actually emerging country in Africa into an absolute hellhole where you can still buy someone on the street now for $40. You can buy a human being at a slave market. They have open slave markets in Libya again, thanks to Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama because of their policies. What, what they tried to do in Syria, which was to create the exact same thing and the, the, the execution of Christians, Jews, and Alawites in Syria, the only place in the Middle East at the time where Christians and Jews and Alawites were allowed to live without persecution, and the U.S. went there to actively destroy that and turn it over to the most violent and radical groups uh, of Muslim terrorists in ISIS and al-Qaeda. And so what we're seeing over and over is the same playbook running out over and over and over again. And so when these people come to you now all of a sudden, and they've all got a Ukraine flag up as their, their profile picture, and, and suddenly the American people deeply and, and passionately care about war. If you deeply and passionately care about war right now, you got to say something about what's happening in Yemen, the worst genocide in the world right now, the worst genocide in the world, carried out by the Saudis who were destroying not only bombing people, but destroying uh, all of the infrastructure there, the water infrastructure, the, the transportation infrastructure, the heating and electrical infrastructure, destroying everything there. There are people starving to death and literally eating bark off of trees. And the mainstream media in this country, social media in this country, and the woke left that cares so much about Ukraine says nothing, not a word about that genocide. So if you're going to care about war, which I, I do, I genuinely am against most war, I think most war that we see around the world is completely unjustified. But if you believe that, then the, the, the rights of human beings to not be exterminated in war extends to everyone, whether they're in Ukraine or they're in Yemen or they're in Syria or they're in Libya or they're in Iraq or Afghanistan or Somalia, doesn't matter. And, and, and our media is silent on those other wars.
Oh, I'm sorry. Um, they, the other thing is you look at, say, World War II, uh, and you look at the situation there, and no doubt there were many evils done. But they ignore Holodomor as well. They act like one is the cat's meow to discuss every day. And if you ever say the narrative isn't accurate, you're somehow a racist. But yet what about Holodomor? And so we lie in history and we lie modern times as well. And speaking of Saudi Arabia, new headline from USA Today says this. Newly released FBI documents link Saudi spy in California to 9-11 attacks. 50-50 chance he knew of terror plot before it happened. That's USA Today. And the story goes on to say this, Ben. The alleged aviation official was really a Saudi spy who reported directly to a Saudi prince that was an influential ambassador in Washington or Washington and a close friend of then-President George W. Bush and other top U.S. government officials. The intelligence officials now at the FBI and the Justice Department concluded this back in 2017. So they literally studied it from 2001 to 2017. They knew this California-based Saudi spy, guys by the name of Omar al-Bayomi, not only helped several 9-11 hijackers to find housing in San Diego, but also that there was a 50-50 chance that he had advanced knowledge of their involvement well the top fbi leaders and justice department officials had this information but kept it secret refusing to even tell congressional investigators didn't tell the 9-11 commission and withheld it from more than 10,000 american citizens who had signed on to a massive federal class action lawsuit that seeks to hold saudi officials responsible and tie them to the 9-11 reality this just came out Today, in USA Today, uh, in um, all kinds of news outlets around the world. What the heck is going on, Ben? You know, I, hadn't, I have not seen this story yet, but it, it's not terribly surprising. If, you know, I've been reporting for a long time on the Saudi connection to 9-11 and the, the, even the Saudi royal family's connection. But we know, if you look back for what we already knew, we already knew that there were uh, there was an incredible amount of support for those Saudi hijackers. Uh, we knew that those Saudi hijackers, remember there was a case where one of them was staying in Florida. There was a family in Florida connected to the royal family that left that day, right, and left an entire house full of clothing, all of their belongings. They just literally got on a plane and flew back to Saudi Arabia. I think it was on September 10th, uh, the day before the, the actual attacks took place. And so we know that there is this connection. The, the, the U.S. government has been hiding this connection for years, refusing to allow it to come out, hiding documents, keeping them redacted. In the court system, as you mentioned, these 10,000 family members who have been arguing that they have a right to see how much there was involvement. We know the Saudis were involved. What's so incredible, as people forget, is, you know, the, of course, the Iraq war was all based on lies, lies of weapons of mass destruction, lies that Saddam Hussein was supporting al-Qaeda and giving them safe haven, which was untrue. In fact, he was our number one informant on al-Qaeda uh, through Washington, D.C., was, was Saddam Hussein. And, and yet we went to war in Afghanistan. We went to war in Iraq. Why? Because Saudi hijackers got on planes and flew them into 
buildings here in the United States. And Saudi Arabia has never been held responsible for that. And even in the meantime, over the next 20 years, what would happen? Not only would the Saudis not be held responsible, but they have moved from being this oil-based economy to try to become a tech-based economy and are buying up enormous swaths of U.S. media tech companies through their sovereign fund. And so the reality is, is that Twitter, Facebook, all these companies have a huge ownership stakes now by the Saudi royal family. So in, in the 20 years, not only has there not been justice to find out exactly what that Saudi connection was, but we've allowed the Saudis to come in and gain a much stronger control over media in this country. Now, Ben, Ron Paul, back in the day as a congressman, right after 9-11 happened, right after 2001, literally said, hey, the Saudis are responsible for this. Uh, and they literally mocked and ridiculed him. They didn't use the term fake news because, hey, that, that wasn't kind of the narrative. But they said he's goofy. He's just, you know, Ron Paul over there by the popsicle stand and goofy. And um, But he knew this right from the start. What took the FBI and the Justice Department so long? I have a feeling if you really were to dig, you'd find out even five years ago when they knew this and withheld it from the Justice Department and the FBI They've been lying even on that. I bet they knew a whole lot longer. All they had to do is ask Ron Paul. He publicly stated it on more than one occasion. Yeah, absolutely. Listen, you, this goes back to what you were referring to earlier as being criminal behavior, right? This is criminal behavior for them to have this knowledge and to not come forward with it. But the, the question becomes, what is the consequence for it? There is no consequence for agents who withhold this kind of information. There's no consequence for anyone who led us into these wars uh, and, and carried them out under false pretenses. There is no consequence for anyone involved. In fact, those same folks, all they have to do is walk out today, like George W. Bush, and virtue signal and say, hey, we're against the, the what's happening in Ukraine, and by the way, we're for BLM, Black Lives Matter, and, and, and they just pretend to be a little woke, and have some virtue signaling, and all of a sudden the media doesn't care about them, the Justice Department doesn't care about them. Why? Because our Justice Department, Sam, as you know, is so unbelievably compromised. It is a political weapon now. It is only used to bludgeon political enemies. It doesn't, it's not involved in justice whatsoever. All this global mayhem, ladies and gentlemen, to me points to one thing. They have a desire to dismantle the greatest country on the face of the earth. So now Biden banning Russian oil, all these different events you're seeing are not by accident. The goal is the great reset in motion. You did a video about this, but I think all these things tie to that narrative, Ben. Yeah, they really do. I think if you step back for a minute, you have to step away from all the headlines, right? Because the headlines will get you every time. They'll, they'll make you think that we're constantly in a state of crisis. This is a new emergency. Let's just get past this one. We can just get past this crisis, this emergency. We'll be fine. Here's the problem is that right now we are, we are in a situation where what we're looking at is a, a constant set of created crises that are not as bad as they would have to be. So for instance, what's happening in Ukraine today should not be impacting us here in the United States, lest our leaders decide that it must impact us in some way. And so they begin to shift things like, we're not going to buy Russian oil. Now, Russian oil only accounts for about 10% of our oil supply. It's not very much. Uh, we, we, we buy about 580,000 barrels a day from Russia. It's not a huge amount. The, the problem is that when you start talking about a speculative market like the oil market, and you say we're cutting off Russian oil, it doesn't hurt the Russians. The Russians have already sold that oil. It's going to, to China. It's going to India. Right? There are enormous markets for them. Vladimir Putin doesn't need the United States to buy his oil. 
what we are doing is we're actually driving up the price of the oil by not buying it and, and trying to encourage Europeans not to buy it. So we're bringing up the price, which actually is better for him. If you're really against Putin, you'd want to lower the price of oil by making it cheaper. But the, the other thing that we're doing is we're hurting our own people. So the, the, the people who will hurt in the United States, middle class people and, and lower class people in this country who struggle to pay their bills, those are the people who hurt when gas hits $4 a gallon, $5 a gallon, $7 a gallon, $10 a gallon is where it's probably headed. And so when that begins to happen, it has this enormous effect on our population. But we've seen this for the last two years during COVID, another so-called crisis that wasn't a crisis. Yes, I believe COVID absolutely, of course, was real. It's a real virus. But was it a virus that required the shutting down of society? Absolutely not. In fact, the one thing it proved was that over the last two years, I'm not vaccinated, by the way. I never got it. Everyone in my family is unvaccinated. They all got it. I was the only one who didn't. I, I, there's something in me where I guess I just don't contract it. But the fact is they got sick. Well, or maybe you got it and you were asymptomatic. Who knows, right? What's that? Maybe you got it, but you were asymptomatic. Who knows? I, I'm not even asymptomatic. So I have a, one son who was, because we kept, we were tested regularly during that time, one son who was asymptomatic. He had no symptoms, but I actually couldn't contract it. So I have talked to a couple of doctors, this is a, a side note, but who say there's a very, very small portion of the population that can't contract it at all. They just don't get it. But that aside, I know, it's kind of interesting. But uh, that aside, but the point is that in our in our reality, in my reality, the reality of my family, COVID was not a big deal, right? We were able to recover. That doesn't mean it wasn't for some people. There is a small percentage of the population that actually got sick from COVID and may have actually died as a result of it, right? People with-, with I got so sick, I almost died and went to the hospital twice. It was super bad, but I've had yeah. COVID three times. One time was super bad, almost died, but I'm still not vaccinated and never will be if I'm left to my own choice. Right, and, and, and again, so in your case, it was bad, right? So it's absolutely there. But is this a virus that required the shutting down? Absolutely not. Every not single step taken in this process was taken in order to reset our society, to reset the rules. And it's been, been done. The same thing happened in Canada with the truckers, right? Another crisis that now all of a sudden the government used to reset the rules, violate rule of law, go around rule. And that's why I love what you guys do at CSPOA is, is really this, this constitutional view of how do we go back to our constitution because rule of law is the only thing that keeps order. Otherwise, you have these insane people who simply run amok and decide that they will not be subjected to any kind of rules or law, and therefore they can do anything they want whenever they want. One last quick point on the Russian oil. So uh, if you guys go to Truth and Media or you go to Sovereign.media, Biden bans Russian oil, the Great Reset in Motion. It's one thing to ban that oil from Russia. And I agree it's not a huge percentage, but the ramifications are huge. But also, though, uh, what Biden did was reverse Trump decisions, which means that we can't even produce our own energy. That, to me, is the greater reset hostility towards uh, we the people in America, Ben. Oh, the, the goal here is to force you to no longer be able to afford gasoline. That's what they're trying to do. And so, again, if you're, if you're looking at this from a strategic war effort, you would not say, we're going to stop buying oil so we don't fund Putin's war machine. You would say, we're going to start vastly pumping out oil to bring down the price of oil to hurt Putin's war machine because then he can't afford it because gas drops to two bucks a gallon like it was under Trump 
or $1.80 a gallon like it was under Trump. It was only two years ago. We're not talking about going back to prices of 40 or 50 years ago. <laughs> Let's get it back to prices that, that they were at two years ago. And you could absolutely do that. So it shows how disingenuous they are. And it shows how all things lead to this intended agenda. Uh, you know, if, if there were one or two things along the way, you could say it was by accident. But when you see repeated abuses over decades that all point to the intentional destruction of the United States of America and our way of life. It becomes beyond a pattern for sure. Now, Ben Swan is doing a whole lot, ladies and gentlemen, in his incredible reality check videos and uh, everything that he's doing. But he even got together with some people and put together a new social media solution, Sovereign.media. Tell us about it, Ben. Absolutely. So Sovereign.media, you got to think of it as kind of one part Facebook and one part YouTube. One of the things that we've seen recently, there are a lot of folks who are creating kind of alternatives to YouTube, which is great because we need these video solutions. So, uh, you know, Rideon is one of those. Uh, certainly uh, Rumble is one of those. And you create these, these systems. But one of the things that we saw that was lacking is um, the social part of social media isn't there anymore. The one thing that Facebook, I'll give Facebook credit, one thing Facebook did really, really well was when they created Facebook groups. Groups were a really good way of people being able to organize, activate, communicate with each other, um, share information with like-minded people about like-minded subjects. But that's all gone, right? Facebook has absolutely purged the ranks and removed anyone who's a part of a group um, that has any real meaning to it. So vaccine injured groups have all been thrown off. Uh, you know, folks who, who even talk about uh, these trucker protests, they were all removed over and over, right? If you want to protest their BLM, you can use it. If you want to protest vaccines, you can't. And so what we've done is we've created uh, something called Sovereign Circles, and it is that same group's feature. It's up and it's live right now. Folks can use that. We have content creators who are coming over every day and placing their content, but we have a social feed there, and it allows for people to interact with each other. And I am excited to tell you, too, that we are launching uh, within the next 60 days a partnership with the world's most secure private messenger. And you will be able to have that function built directly into your social feed where you can privately message without. These are end-to-end -end encrypted, um, you know, not stored on servers in the United States, not, not stored on servers anywhere. They're completely purged. Um, and, and it's the most secure system out there. So we believe strongly in privacy. We believe strongly that big tech should not be reading everything that you post and that you should not be cataloged, followed, and, and algorithmed out of your own voice. And so we are creating a solution that, that pushes back against that. And everything we're doing is blockchain-based in order to create a permanent record, as I said, of content and a permanent record of information because every day big tech is working to erase our history. Long-term history and the short-term. They're erasing things that were said just two years ago because they want to rewrite the narratives day after day. Ladies and gentlemen, Sovereign.media is the organization. Now, who's involved with you on this? Is Dell Bigtree involved? So Dell Bigtree is, has not come over yet. We're working with Dell to come over, um, but we are talking to him. We've had some conversations with him. You know, what we're really trying to do uh, at this point, because we're not on the blockchain, is we're finishing up that part of it. And once that's up, we have a lot of interest from different folks about coming over and being able to save and preserve their content so that it remains. There's a permanent record of it. Uh, and so, Ladies you know, we have... Go ahead. Go ahead, Ben. Well, I was just going to say, we haven't really pushed uh, yet to bring a lot of people over yet because we're not on block.
602-610-1566. Ladies and gentlemen, there's so much going on in the news, it's about impossible to tell you all about it. I'm, I'm telling you, there's just so much news. But you look at the incredible work that people are doing. I'm talking the leaders at Brighteon. You're talking Ben Swan. There's just so many great people taking on the mainstream press like never before, and I'm delighted to be part of it and thank them all. Sheriff Mack on the road. I'm holding down the fort. Check out the Sheriff's Posse later today at CSPOA.org. And God bless and God save the Republic of the United States of America. CSPOA.org. Small Business Tech Guys is a team of experts ready to assist you with any service relating to growing your business. Our team specializes in information and technology, social media, general consulting, and HR. We thrive on assisting startup entrepreneurs with growing their businesses. If it's small business, it's our cup of tea. To schedule your free discovery call today, consider sbtechguys.com. We keep an eye on tech so you don't have to. sbtechguys.com. Have you ever heard of Loving Liberty Ladies? Well, the Loving Liberty Ladies are here to help you learn our American heritage and the way it affects today's society. The Loving Liberty Ladies also have a discussion guide called Proclaim Liberty. And with this guide, you can start your own group in your hometown. Get yours today on our website at lovingliberty.net. Look for our lesson supplements too. They're free. To hear all the special offers and to join the fight for freedom and liberty, please go to lovingliberty.net. As the United States boldly stepped forward in the glorious light provided by its new constitution in 1787, the nations of the earth were in awe of the newfound strength and hope of this free land. Today, the nation stands at a crossroads. A divergence from the original intent put forth in the United States Constitution has brought grave threats to our beloved nation. A miracle is needed if the United States is to survive. That miracle is again the pure application of the United States Constitution. I'm Scott Bradley. In my To Preserve the Nation book and lecture series, I bring forth truths that will help raise up a new generation of statesmen like those noble Americans who founded this land. Vigorous application of these principles will invigorate and restore the nation, and we may become again the freest, most prosperous, most respected, and happiest nation on earth. Visit topreservethenation.com to begin that restoration. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. Final minute in the broadcast. Again, it's it's uh, adapting formats, radio and TV. We're doing the very best we can. But thank you so much for your understanding. Thank you so much uh, for all your support out there in the public. We appreciate you. Fund us, if you will. LibertyRoundTable.com, LovingLiberty.net. We could, we could use all the support we can get. I'll tell you that right now. We talked about the newly released FBI documents, which literally document a Saudi spy with a Saudi prince tied directly to George Bush for the 9-11 attacks. The FBI and the Justice Department literally covered it up and got caught. Now declassified information finger these people. It's all in the USA today, ladies and gentlemen. While that's going on, the U.S. literally doing everything they can to create war. The U.S. warned China that it will face consequences if it backs Russia in the Ukraine fiasco. So now we're going to threaten Russia. We're going to threaten China. That's a wise thing to do. Stupid as all get out. Government schools got record federal money to the point where they don't even know how to spend all. All right, ladies and gentlemen, 
in Seattle, it's so bad. Amazon had to temporarily close one of their offices because of the violence in Seattle. Senator Rand Paul pushing for an amendment to get rid of Anthony Fauci. Amen to that. Ladies and gentlemen, Ben Swan doing a phenomenal job breaking things down about the U.S.-funded bio labs in the Ukraine and talking about Biden banning Russian oil and pushing for a great reset around the world, which is in motion. Ladies and gentlemen, the new social media solution from Ben Swan, Sovereign.media. Check it out. Thanks for being alongside with the ride. I am Sam Bushman. This is Liberty Roundtable Live. LibertyRoundtable.com, LovingLiberty.net, Brighteon.tv, BrighteonRadio.com. Fund us all. Support our efforts. It takes a lot of money to get all this stuff done, folks, so we're grateful for you. We declare this nation shall endure. God save the Republic of the United States of America.